Welcome back to the Lunch on Bulldogs podcast. Georgia golfing legend Harris English joins us today to talk about golf, to talk about uh, Georgia football, to talk about all manner of things today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel, joined today uh, by a special guest, Harris English. Harris, how are you doing today? All good, Daniel. Just uh, down here in St. Simons, um, battling the heat a little bit, been practicing a little bit, getting ready for the British Open in a couple weeks. But uh, hopefully it's going to be a little cooler over there across yeah. the pond and not <laughs> feeling like 105 degrees down here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been good. Been, been a good summer and got a couple weeks off. Um having a baby hopefully in the next few days so uh mm. getting everything ready to go gosh i mean just really checking off all the things off your bucket list right you know having your first kid your first time appearing on the lockdown bulldogs podcast like it's all <laughs> really falling into place for you congratulations on all your recent successes um all right let me ask you you grew up a south georgia kid right like that's where you're that's where you're from that's that's the, your early days. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in uh, Moultrie. Was born in Valdosta. Lived in Valdosta for four or five years. Moved to Moultrie. Spent most of my childhood there. And then when I was going into my freshman year of high school, I went up to Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Kind of a prep mm-hmm. school. Um, really good academics. Really good golf program. Um, a couple of PGA Tour guys played at Baylor on the team um, on the team with me. And um, but yeah, I'm a South Georgia kid through and through. So was it always Georgia for you? Was that always the first choice or was it, um, you know, did you have to let golf decide where you went to school and, and, and all of that? And then once you got to Georgia, what do you remember most about your time in Athens? What makes Athens the best college town in America? Yeah, I mean, I was always a huge Georgia fan growing up. Um, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is my dad would put on Larry Munson. We would mute the TV and, and watch the game and listen to Larry um, call the games. Um, but I was always a huge Georgia fan. Love love watching all the games. And um, when I was, I mean, when I was coming up through recruiting, they were always a top two or three program. They had just won the national championship. I think my junior year of high school. Um, so I knew, hopefully, that would have been an option. I loved Coach Jack, Coach Douglas. Had a lot of good friends going there as well um but i also wanted to look at other schools my mom was big on academics so i visited the duke the wake forest virginia visited auburn had some friends at auburn um but it was hard to say no to georgia i mean that's that's kind of always where i wanted to go um one of my best friends hudson swafford was going there he was a year ahead of me um russell henley was in my grade we played a lot of junior golf together another guy lowry thomas from auburn was going there as well so just kind of lined up to where I knew a lot of the guys there and, and had a lot of friends. And, and that's kind of what it's all about because it becomes your fraternity um, at Georgia. We couldn't be in fraternities and we were there. Um, so that was the golf team was our fraternity. And, and you better like all the guys you're playing with. And, and we got along great and we had some great teams there. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned all those guys, like just putting together like a, a, a super team back in the day uh, in college. You mentioned Coach Hack. Obviously, the golf team has been so successful uh, at Georgia for quite some time. Uh, what is it about the program, the golf program at Georgia, that makes it so successful? What do they do well, in your opinion, other than just recruit great golfers to come there? Like, what, what's so special about the Georgia golf program? Yeah, I mean, for a time there, we had a lot of great kids from Georgia um, that were Georgia fans. And, and kind of where the, the scholarship works out is we could each get hope and then Hacker would only have to spend 50% golf scholarships. So I think you only get four and a half golf scholarships for five guys that play full time. Yeah. Um, so you show up five five people deep to a tournament and you only get four and a half scholarships. So you better learn how to figure out the scholarship system yeah. and I mean, from, from our guys on the team, I mean, Russell was from Macon, Brian Harmon was Savannah, Hudson was from Tallahassee, Adam Mitchell was from Chattanooga, um, and I was a Georgia kid as well. So three of our top five are from Georgia and didn't take up a whole lot of scholarship. And um, we just had really good teams. I mean, it, we only had eight guys my first two years, and um, we really made each other better. I mean, Hacker and Doug were great at kind of laying out the schedule and, and – kind of putting us in the environment to succeed and, and we all help each other. I mean, qualifying were, were some of the toughest battles that we we had because, I mean, you're playing against four or five of the best kids in the country on your team. And I mean, I, I think my sophomore year was the only tournament I missed and I got beat out by Patrick Reed, who was a freshman and master's champion, really good player. Um, I mean, we, we just had unbelievable guys there that, yeah. um, we never won a nice championship. That's that's one thing that I wish we could take back, especially my senior year. But we got really close. Us and Oklahoma State were probably the best two teams in the country for four years running. Yeah, I mean, you you mention all those guys, all those names, and you're you're basically just reading a PGA Tour leaderboard. At some point, it feels like golf is such an individual sport. You know, we talk a lot of football on this podcast. We talk a little bit of basketball as much as Clint lets me talk about basketball. Um are you a basketball fan by the way? You you Georgia I am. Yeah. This I, I, Mike I'm White. hoping uh Mike White's gonna get us going. It looks like Mike. on the rec- getting better players and hopefully they'll Absolutely. redo uh Stegosaurus and, and not just make facelifts every couple of years. Hopefully we'll get a, a good basketball program because obviously we have so many good players in the state and it needs it. I mean, I, Preach, I can't stand man. watching Auburn Preach. and Tennessee and Florida. They all have good basketball teams. Why can't we not have bas- a good basketball team? Thank you. Thank you. Georgia Alabama. fans, listen to this man. Listen to this man, Georgia fans. He's out we here to trying be, to tell you the truth. Georgia should be the top five at every single sport. Come on. Of course they should. All right, so you golf is such an individual sport as opposed to those other sports. And, and you now – or you are co-workers with so many, uh, whether they were in your class or not, whether they came through Georgia at the same time as you or not, so many Georgia golfers on the tour right now. And so every single week, is there is there a camaraderie? Is there, is there a team-like atmosphere? But And yet all these guys are your direct competitors every single week. And so is there a bit of a rivalry? Are you trying to, is, are you trying to beat these guys? Um, like, do you enjoy being paired with these guys? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely trying to beat them and we're all friends out there, but, um, 
when I see, I mean, Harmon played great in the last couple of weeks, and that gives me fuel of like, if he's up there, then I can do it. Um, and I'm sure other guys feel the same. But um, when my wife doesn't travel, we usually rent a house. Chris Kirk usually gets gets a house, and Sepp Strzok is always in there. Um, a couple other guys, Denny McCarthy's a Virginia guy, but um, Brendan Todd will stay in there a good bit. Harmon will stay some. Um, so yeah, I mean, when when we're on the road, we we share houses and kind of feels like we're in college again. We're not, we're not partying and, and doing all that stuff, but uh, it's fun having that camaraderie on tour because it does get lonely and um, it is such an individual sport. It's nice to have that team-like feel uh, of guys you're, you're comfortable with and, and hanging out with. But when we get on the course, we're, we're trying to beat each other and, and play a lot of practice rounds together, a lot of gambling matches. Um, so it was, it was similar in college of, of us making each other better. And, and if I see, one of my buddies playing well, then it just gives me fuel to, to get better and, and start playing well. Yeah. Especially so he doesn't take all your money in those practice rounds. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta watch out for that. All right. We got more with Harris English coming up right after this. But first want to talk about FanDuel. It is the number one sports book uh, in America. It is the official sports book partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast, Locked On podcast everywhere. FanDuel.com slash Locked On is where you go right now. If you want to place a wager, say, I don't know, uh, what could somebody place a wager? Maybe the British Open coming up in a couple weeks. The Open Championship. Maybe you wanted to go and say that the champion golfer of the year this year is going to be none other than UGA uh, UGA hero Harris English <laughs> basket noted basketball fan Mike White cheerleader Harris English is going to win the Open Championship. Uh, go spend a few coins on that on FanDuel, and then just send Harris a nice thank you note when you get paid off when he wins that. Right now, uh, FanDuel's giving out a no-sweat first bet. If your first bet doesn't cash, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Harris. No pressure, by the way. It's just that there's a bunch of listeners that are now betting on you to win the Open. That's all right. So I get that all the time. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um so you, you um, I think one of the things I love about what maybe you talk a little bit about, I want to get into football, but talk a little bit about kind of what drew you to golf, um, what you appreciate about golf. And, and I always am curious at this point in your life, is golf a job or do you, is it still a game? Because I love to play golf. Uh, get get out every chance I can. And you, to me, are the exact opposite of me on the golf course in so many ways. Um, number one, you're good. And so that is the opposite of most of us. And number two, you are just very, you seem to be very even keeled, very calm. Is that like your golf persona? Is that something that you're creating out there? Or is that just your natural personality? Are you genuinely just a calm, even keeled dude? Yeah, that's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good points in there. Um, I'll try to hammer them all, but yeah, I feel like I'm pretty even keeled, and it didn't always happen that way. I mean, when I was a kid playing golf, we all had temper tantrums and throwing clubs and getting mad at a double bogey, and 
my mom was very adamant on me acting correctly on the course. She was like, I don't care what you shoot, but you're not going to act like a kid out there playing golf. Like you got to represent yourself well. Um, and that's kind of, she was like, pick some of your favorite golfers to watch on tour at the time. Davis Love and, and Freddie Couples are two of my favorite guys to watch besides Tiger, kind of opposite in the spectrum from Tiger um, from a golf course personality, even keel standpoint. Um, and I just watched those guys. I mean, Davis and Freddie, I mean, they were so chill. Don't know if they're making a birdie or bogey or hit it, hit in the water. Um, so that's kind of how I wanted to act. And, and I feel like that's a good, good thing to do because we're all going to hit really bad shots. We're going to hit good shots and you can't get too up and down. Um, this, because this, this game can check you in a heartbeat and bring you back down to earth. Mm. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at times I've gotten, I've showed a lot of emotion on the golf course. Um, probably that winning putt at travelers, um, Ryder cup was a whole different animal of, you feel like you could let all, let all the emotion out. Cause you're playing with a teammate. You're playing for a team that's cheering you on. It was a, it was more like college to me. Um, than yeah. playing on the PGA Tour. So there are definitely times when I do it, but I, I like to stay as even-keeled and, and focused as possible because once you let it slip for 10 or 15 seconds, that's when you can hit a bad shot or, or let it get away from you, and then it starts spiraling out of control. Speaking of people who are not even-keeled while doing their jobs, let's talk about Kirby Smart. Um, number one, have you ever played go- have you ever played a round of golf? with Kirby Smart. Do you have any analysis on the golf swing? I know Kirby plays quite a bit of golf. I've never played with him, but uh, I know some guys gave him a a Scotty Cameron putter that they made out in California that back-to-back national championships. Mm. I I don't think he's going to putt with it. I think he's going to put it up in his office. But, yeah, I would love to play with Kirby. I I know Bobo's from Thomasville. I'm not sure if he's a big golfer. Um, Yeah. not sure if Muschamp plays much, but – yeah, I mean, whenever those guys come down to St. Simons, I'd love to get out and play with them. Um, uh, how often, you mentioned going to games when you were a student. You obviously have quite a busy schedule now, but uh, maybe a bit less so in the fall. How often do you find yourself in Athens in the fall these days? How many Georgia games do you get to go to um, over these last couple of years especially? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tough with our schedule in the fall. It's going to be easier coming up this fall with um, not having to play as much with the new schedule. Um, I feel like I'm going to have a good enough year to where I can take a, a lot of the fall off. And um, we're actually looking at the schedule a couple days ago. I mean, obviously that Ole Miss game looks awesome, but um, with Georgia, Florida being down in Jacksonville, I, I've gone with my uh, brother-in-law, um, Sam Holmes, the last few years, he's gotten uh, tickets down there. So it's nice to ride down there and, and drive an hour and go to a game. Um, yeah. Because Athens is, is pretty tough to get to from St. Simons on a weekend. Um, but I, I still love going back to Athens and um, checking out some of the spots we used to go to. And, and there's nothing like watching a game in Sanford and um, getting that feel. I went to the Arkansas game a couple years ago when we kind of started our run of, I think they were ranked eight or 10 in the country and we blew them out 31 nothing. Um, yep. I was at that game. So yeah. it's. Uh, it's always fun to go to Athens. I, I 
love trying to check out some away games, like especially next year going to Texas or going to Alabama. I'm not sure if we're going to make those, but those would be a lot of fun to go to. And I love going to – we went to Baton Rouge a few years ago. We got smashed, I think, Joe Burrow's first year. But I had a great time um, with some LSU fans, and they showed us a good time. And I love kind of seeing how everybody else does it. Yeah, that's great. Um, uh, That's great. One thing – if you if you think back, obviously we've all we've all had a blast watching these last two years, these two these two championship teams. I know that um, that that you've been following along, that you've been watching um, as a fan of football, a fan of the program. What stood out to you about those teams? What do you, what do you remember most about those championship runs? Um, uh, what do you what do you feel like you are gonna hold on to and take away from these last two seasons? Yeah, I mean, before that, I mean, I went to the Rose Bowl when we played Oklahoma. That was one of the best yeah. football games I've ever been to. Um, yeah. And then uh, kind of at the start of the run, um, we were playing in the Tour Championship in Atlanta, and I took my caddy and uh, my coach over to Athens to watch a practice. I think it was four or five days before the Clemson game, where it was the mm-hmm. – I think the defensive touchdown was the only touchdown in the game. Yeah. Um, but you could tell they were they were building something. I was amazed at how Kirby runs his practices there, of how efficient they are, how hard they go. They're running in between whistles. They're going as hard as they can. And, and Kirby's sitting there on the microphone calling out somebody if they make a mistake. I mean, it's, it's so intense. I, I had no idea that uh, it was going to be like that. But you could tell, um, A, how much confidence they had, how much pride they had, and – they were going all out. They were, uh, they were getting after it and it was, it was fun to watch. And then obviously they only lost what one game in the last two years. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see. I mean, a lifelong Georgia fan, it's, it's so cool to see us reach our potential of, of I always thought Georgia had the makings of being one of the best football teams in the country year, year after year. And it's, it's, Really cool to see that finally happening, and I don't really see it slowing down anytime soon as long as Kirby's at the helm with with how intense he is on recruiting trail and and the coaches he has in there and the culture that he's brought. um, They're a winning football team, and and they're going to put their foot on the gas and step on your throat and and keep getting after it. So it's it's really cool to see. We're all in Hawaii at the Sony Open, a lot of us watching um when we won the first one and when the game was in indianapolis and it was just fun to be around all all my guys that we all had a lot of ups and downs of being georgia football's fan of, of our four years in, in athens and i think a, a couple of us teared up and um it's just it's just cool to see we all love it so much and that's pretty much all we talk about when when falls roll around i'm i'm on rivals i'm listening to podcasts i'm getting all the info and, and looking forward to all the games and even have my caddy check his phone every five minutes when we're playing a game and I'm, I'm on tour playing, uh, playing around. So it's, uh, we care about it a lot and we love it. And, uh, we're, we're proud to be representing Georgia on the PJ tour. Listen, I am, I'm a hundred percent in favor of making irrational decisions when it comes to football, but you should just record that game and, and focus on the round. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's, you can just watch it afterwards, you know, like you just watch it after you just, just hold your ears. Don't let anybody tell you the score. And then you could, you could catch it afterwards. Um, all right. 
Last last question I've got for you, bit of a random hypothetical, which is kind of what we build our podcast on. Um, you're starting a football team. You don't have to draft an entire team, but you're starting a football team made up exclusively of people on the PGA Tour. Who, and you're the general manager, and you have the first pick in this draft. You have to play actual tackle football, and you're you're fielding you're 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 building a team. I'm also building a team. You have the first pick. It's every golfer on tour. We'll say golfers and caddies on tour, uh, and you have the first pick. Who are you taking? <clears throat> I'm gonna go Sepp Straka. Oh, that's a big boy. That's just he a, is a big boy. A big dude. Um, he he's sneaky. Got a good leg as well. A good kicker and a good punter. I, we oh, run in the house. Wow. Um, it was for the CJ Cup in, in Beaufort last year. And and Chris Kirk brought a football and we were messing around the yard. And, and he's got a leg on him. Grew up in Austria, oh. so I don't know if he played a lot of soccer growing up. But okay. I would not want to get tackled by that guy. He is a yeah. tank. Yeah. I mean, risky to draft a kicker with your first pick. But I do he, appreciate not, he, he brings he, a lot. He brings a lot play, more than he that. He can play D end and kicker. Yeah, that's right. He's a very versatile weapon. All right. Um, that's great. Listen, Harris, I loved having you on. Would love to have you on as we get closer to the fall and we talk about some of these games, some of these matchups. Also, let's let's put together a Lockdown Bulldogs charity golf tournament. Let's why not? Why wouldn't we, we why wouldn't we, we do it? We got enough we got enough guys. We'll have to a lot of us watch games together, so we'll have to get on like a little uh live podcast yes. game time or something would love it would love to do it harris you're the best thank you so much good luck in a couple weeks well no no no. i'm sorry good luck in a couple days with baby number one on the way congratulations to you and to your wife uh on that and then thank far you. down the list Good luck in a couple weeks um, overseas at the Open Championship. All the dogs will be cheering you on. Um, Really enjoyed having you and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. I appreciate it, Daniel. Thanks for having me on, man. Take it easy. All right. See ya.